It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Brewers, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, where we talk about your favorite teams every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Check out my bio there to see everywhere I am covering the great game of baseball. Also joining me is my co-host, Vinny Rettino, and you can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Rettino. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Brewers and subscribe to the Locked On Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks for making Locked On Brewers your first listen each and every day. We post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and we are free and available on all platforms. And hope you are all gearing up for a big Thanksgiving holiday, getting ready for that big Thanksgiving meal. Uh, Benny, just right off the top, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? It can be main dish. It can be a side dish. What do you look forward to the most at a Thanksgiving dinner? Oh, man, I, I just love me some mashed potatoes and gravy. I got to okay. be honest. I could eat a whole plate of it. I douse the gravy. Don't be shy. I'm not shy with the gravy. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just <laughs> I, I love the whole festivity I, I love the holiday i love thanksgiving i starve myself for a day or two and then just absolutely go all out so how about you <laughs> yeah no we're aware I, I knew i knew me and you would be great friends you know a long time ago but now i'm certainly sure of that because i just did a podcast and i basically told them i don't care what's on my plate there has to be gravy like caked over all of it because <laughs> like that is that to me is thanksgiving like give me the dressing the turkey the potatoes you know, all of that just has to have gravy, you know, doused all over it. So, yeah, that's one of my favorite, you know, things of, of, of Thanksgiving as well. Love the love the food, love the gravy. Uh, mac and cheese, again, one of my favorites as well. You got all your casseroles. Of course, I live in Alabama, so we're, we're casseroles. You know, you got your green bean, your corn casserole, your squash casserole, your chicken casserole. We got all the casseroles down here. So I'm I'm pumped up. I'm ready for Thanksgiving. Uh, like I said, yeah, I may have to die at these next couple of days as well to prepare for it. Uh, but yeah, really excited for Thanksgiving. Hope you all have uh, some nice Thanksgiving plans lined up, but on our podcast today, we are going to talk about a little uh, signing uh, that the, or trade that the uh, brewers made um, on Monday. And then we'll be looking at our positional preview as well. Continuing that series, looking at second base. So let's start out with uh, the trade that the Brewers made uh, today or on Monday, rather acquiring uh, JC Mejia from Cleveland for a player to be named later or cash. And just a quick rundown on Mejia, 25 years old, out of the Dominican Republic, right-handed, over seven minor league seasons. He pitched in 109 games, made 31 starts. Uh, a two nine and 292 and 299.2 innings pitched. He had 298 strikeouts and a 1.11 whip, a 2.6 walk per nine, and a 3.12 ERA. So, very good minor league numbers. But his ERA rose each time he went up a level, which is a bit concerning. 
He had a 3.13 ERA in single A, a 4.38 ERA in high A, and then jumped to triple A in 2021 after not having a minor league season in 2020 and had a 6.75 ERA uh, and just 25 and a third innings there, 10 games, six starts. But the Indians called him up to the big leagues in 2021, pitched in 17 games for the Indians, made 11 starts, had an ERA of 8.25 and 25 er, and 52 in a third innings with 47 strikeouts in a whip of 1.605. So certainly not great numbers there, but what a lot of people have pointed out since the trade is his work in the bullpen. He was much better out of the bullpen for the Indians in 10 innings of relief at the big league level for Cleveland. I say the Indians are the guardians. Now I apologize. I'll probably take me a while to, to get that right, but Pitched 10 innings, six hits, two walks, two earned. Both of those were solo home runs and 11 strikeouts. So much better work out of the bullpen with Cleveland. And even at the minor league level, when they used him as a reliever, he was much better out of the bullpen. At the AAA level there for Cleveland, he pitched four and a third innings, only gave up two hits and a walk with five strikeouts. So, uh, again, a, a vast difference from him as a starter, him as a reliever. You know, that happens for a lot of pitchers and still a very young kid here. We're talking about 25 years old, looking at his pitch mix. He has a sinker that he throws around 92, 93 miles per hour, as well as a slider. He throws a four seamer, has a change up and a curveball. Um, I would imagine, and Benny, I'll let you talk about this in a minute, but I'll, I'd imagine that being moved to reliever, he's probably going to cut out, you know, two or three of those pitches. You don't need that many pitches as a reliever. Certainly nice to have him. But I would I would imagine he'll probably you know cut down on a few of those. Uh, his slider had a whiff percentage of forty one point seven, and batters hit just one twenty eight against it. So clearly his best pitch right now. And this just seems like another chance for the Brewers to find a diamond in the rough in the bullpen. Again, they're very good at doing that. This seems like a guy who has an upside potentially as a reliever. Benny, your thoughts on this JC Mejia kid and what the Brewers? could do with him I like this move I mean you just hit the nail on the head with the with the uh you know the the idea that the Brewers continue to find guys for the bullpen for the bullpen role just to kind of see what you got kind of an idea um all of a sudden he could turn into a JP Fireisen that's exactly how they acquired JP Fireisen tweak a couple things. I know, I know the Cleveland Indians are very much in tune with all the new data and analytics and pitching labs and all that. They're, they're one of the first um, in the market or in that space to really develop some guys in that space. I mean, you see the Trevor, the Trevor Bowers of the world. Um, you see a bunch of those guys, please sacks. Um, they really do do a great job of developing those guys. So I'm sure they uncovered and tried to overturn every stone that they could with this JC Mejia kid to get him locked in as a starter. But um, <clears throat> like I said, this is exactly how they acquired JP Fireheisen. Um, as a, it, so the, the Cleveland Indians didn't have room on their 40 man roster. So they had to designate this kid. And so the Brewers kind of jumped on him and they made the trade because they didn't want anyone else ahead of them in the waiver wire order to get him. And that's what the, and that's how they acquired him. So I don't know what kind of deal that is at the end of the day, how much cash or what kind of player they had to give up, but they certainly um, believed enough in this kid to, to see if they can, if he can take another step forward and, and like you said, be out of the, do what he did out of the bullpen. And that's totally a okay. And fine by me. And plus the kid's got another option, right? So he's got three options 
he's used three options, but they found a fourth option. Um, sometimes that is over my head um, in terms of why some guys get that fourth option and why some guys don't. I think it has something to do with injuries, but they got a guy with one option left that has some success out of the bullpen and they think they can tap into what he can do. And that slider, yeah, it's a wipeout slider. 41% whiff rate is pretty good, really, really good um, at, the, at any level, let alone the major league level. So like this acquisition, um, just another another guy with some upside to, to get some outs out of the bullpen. Yeah, I had another thing too, the note that I don't think I talked about on Monday's podcast is the fact that the Brewers have some open spots on the 40-man roster, so they have the ability to do this. I believe they have four spots now. They might, might have five, um, but they didn't add any minor leaguers to the 40-man roster to protect from the Rule 5 draft, uh, so they have plenty of spots open right now, so they have the space to do this. Like you said, the Indians didn't, so they had to cut this guy loose. Uh, a lot of other teams like that as well, which, which is why you've seen a lot of these trades happen this week and over the weekend. But, yes, I think it's a very good move for the Brewers. Again, one that, you know, probably seems maybe insignificant to most. And, you know, we're talking about it now because it's the offseason. But, you know, you get into the 2022 season, and all of a sudden you're like, hey, this J.C. Mejia guy, he looks pretty good. Uh, you know, I can see this being one of those types of moves for the Brewers. Next, we'll continue our positional preview, looking at the second base position. Before we do that, let me tell you about our friends at Bet Online. It's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKED ON. And it's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching your sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device is required and content varies by package. So continuing our positional review, off-season review for the Milwaukee Brewers, we go to second base and looking at the present situation at second base for the Brewers, it is going to be Colton Wong. And, you know, I loved this signing last offseason when the Brewers made it. I thought he had a really good season for Milwaukee and we did our um, season review for Colton Wong specifically, if you want, want to go back and listen to that podcast. But just to give you a quick refresher, played 116 games, 272, 335, 447 slash line with a 783 OPS, 14 home runs and 12 stolen bases. Uh, lefty hitter, uh, which I think the lineup needs more of um, or they needed more of. Now they have several good lefty hitters in there. 31 years old. So, again, Colton Wong, you know, he will be your second baseman in 2022. Hopefully he has a better season health-wise. 
Um, but behind him, I mean, they, they have a good depth at second base. If something did happen to Colton Wong, I mean, they have some solid depth behind him and uh, Luis Arias, Jace Peterson, Mike Brasso, and let's not forget Keston Hira. So uh, there's actually some really big depth at, at second base right here, Benny. Obviously, Colton Wong is the guy, uh, but you feel pretty good about the guys behind them as well if they need to fill in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I mean, I think at, at this point, the only way those other guys are going to get regular playing time at second base is if Colton Wong does go down. And um, so, I mean, they're, they're solid there. I mean, Jace Peterson, I'm a believer that Jace Peterson is an everyday major league player at second base or third base. Um, I think he could play there every single day and get and, and put up a, you know, a 750, 800 type OPS. Um, he, he could play every single day, lefty, righty, doesn't matter. I think he's kind of untapped his potential at this point with the swing adjustments that he made this last year, able to drive the baseball a little bit more. Um, just looks like he's just more locked in at the dish. I mean, what a tremendous asset to have as far as depth all over the diamond for the Brewers. Um, he can even play a really good outfield. He runs the base extremely well. So, I mean, they're set at second base, 100%, I agree. And then Mike Brasso, um, same idea. Um, this guy could play second or third base, I think. Obviously, he had a rough year. Injuries was part of it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this, this team is set. They have Bryce Terang waiting in the wings here. I do believe that he's going to be the second baseman of the future after Colton Wong leaves town. But, um, um, yeah, I, I think they're all set at second base. Yeah, I don't, I don't see them making any moves for a second baseman uh, this offseason, but you never know with this front office. But as things stand right now, the second base position looks like one of the more solidified positions on this roster for the Milwaukee Brewers because, like you said, Colton Wong is going to be there every day as long as he's healthy. And if something does happen, they have plenty of guys behind him who could step up and fill that position if needed. All right, next we're going to look at the future at second base for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Vinny hinted at it a little bit, but Colton Wong is signed through 2022, uh, making uh, $8 million, I believe, in 2022, and then has a $10 million team option for 2023 with a $2 million buyout. So, you know, he is not only the second baseman for now, but possibly for part of the future as well. At uh, $10 million, I mean, the type of player that Colton Wong is, and I forgot to mention, you know, also a gold glove defender at second base, you know, $10 million doesn't seem like a ton. I would not be surprised at all if the, the Brewers pick up that option. It could depend on, you know, who's ready behind him. You know, Vinny talked about Bryce Terang, who does seem like the obvious fit uh, for second base. I believe he he has the tools to play shortstop defensively, but I think his – his hit profile uh, fits better at second base. I don't know that you're going to get a lot of power out of Bryce Terang. I see him as more of a, you know, 270, you know, doubles type hitter, um, which typically profiles, you know, a little bit more at second base. Um, but he seems like, you know, the next in line for that position. I think it will just depend on if he proves that he's ready. I think 2022 will be, you know, a big year for him and, and that development kind of proving that he's ready at the AAA level. Um, so, I mean, maybe if he is ready in 2023, maybe the Brewers don't pick up that option, but still it's a $2 million buyout. So I, I don't, I, I think, let, let me just start and ask you there first, Vinny, before we talk about the rest of the future of the position, 
you know, as things stand now, do you think it makes sense for the Brewers to pick up that $10 million option on Wong for 2023? Before I even answer that question, it's funny that Colton Wong will probably find himself in the same situation in 2023 as he with the Brewers as he found himself with the Cardinals in mm. 2021, right? So, I mean, the, the Cardinals didn't pick up his option and cut him loose so that Tommy Edmond could come in and play every day second base. The Brewers could find themselves in the same situation with Bryce Terang to play. They have to make a decision whether or not Bryce Terang will be ready to take over that role every single day in 2023 um, for Colton Wong. Perhaps it's not quite the same just because Tommy Edmond did come up in 2019 and played really well. And then in 2020, there was that uh, COVID shortened season. So um, maybe that is a, a, a telling sign or a factor in that Colton Wong will maybe get the, get another year uh, with that option at 10 million and let Bryce Terrain kind of come up halfway through that season in 2023. Maybe that's kind of what will happen, but he may find himself in that same situation. I do. I do think I'm leaning at this point towards having Colton Wong be the second baseman for 2023 for the Brewers, uh, especially with that $2 million buyout. That's, that's nothing to sneeze at for a small market team. So um, I can, I can see that and maybe bring up Bryce to play perhaps third base or just kind of move all around um, all around the field to get at bats. But uh, we will see, I'm leaning towards Colton being the second baseman in 2023. Yeah. I would lean that way as well. Like you said, that $2 million buyout, I don't think that's something a team like the Brewers would want to pay just to get rid of somebody when 10 million is not a ton of money and Colton Wong will still just be 32 years old. Um, so, I mean, he'll still be a, a starter level type player. Um, but you're right. That could be the season where you see, you know, terrain come up and maybe Wong kind of mentors him into that role a little bit, kind of a passing of the torch or somebody that I like even better for the second base position, uh, in the future is Tyler black in 2021 draftee, you know, second base is his position. He had shoulder shoulder surgery, uh, back at Wright state. So, I mean, he is a second baseman and that kid can hit. I, I like Tyler black a lot. So, you know, terrain doesn't work out. I think they have somebody else in the wings in Tyler black. You also have Freddie Zamora, David Hamilton guys that I think, you know, are shortstops now that can move over to second base that have potential as well. So, you know, not only are, are the Brewers stacked at, at second base at the major league level right now, I think they are in the minor league level as well. I think there's plenty of depth there. Um, so I, I think, you know, it's one of their best all around positions depth wise that they have right now. I think they're set for the present and the future at the second base position. That'll do it for this episode of Locked On Brewers. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Brewers. You can follow me at Shortstop Ball and Vinny at Vinny Retino. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Locked On Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast. And we will talk to you next time. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.